I hereby petition you for an emergency sort and file under Regulation 2.0. Don't quote me, Regulations. I co-chaired the committee that reviewed the recommendation to revise the color of the book that Regulation's in. We kept it gray. Welcome to the world of tomorrow. This is Back to the Futurama, your podcast voyage through one of the greatest TV shows Fox ever canceled. I'm Mike. And I'm Ben. And today we're talking about Season 2, Episode 11, How Hermes Requisitioned His Groove Back. Everybody say Jamaica! Jamaica. Also, (laughs) I would like to uh, apologize real quick. I called uh, last episode, uh, Season 2, Episode 11, uh, on the recording and yeah. yeah it was season I'm, it was episode 10 this is episode 11 i'm so i can't i can't even look at you right now i'm so disappointed oh i know i'm a bad bad how man. can i ever do this podcast with you ever again well maybe if you make me a candle but that's the that's fine May, okay um we're back to the candles already I, as I, I there is a candle centric scene in this in this episode that i will be pointing out do you want one of those kind of I candles? I do not want okay, one of Okay, the- then let's get into the episode. <laughs> okay. Uh, there's no cold open on this one. Yeah. And it just uh, starts out in Hermes office where we see his uh, name plate that says Hermes Conrad, bureaucrat grade 36. And he's in kind of his, uh, he's clearing out his inbox for the day. He gets to the final form. He's finally, and he stamps them five times and then puts them all into one big pile, staples them together. Uh, and then goes ahead and puts the piece de resistance and shreds them all, which then get fed into uh, basically a paper generator, and it generates a pile of forms, and it puts them in an inbox for him. He says, ah, the cycle of bureaucracy. Boy, howdy. There's a lot of these jokes, and it's they're all very good. It's so good. This is also the first time we actually get the official like bureau- uh, bureaucrat ranking system where every bureaucrat has like a level of where they are in the bureaucratic hierarchy. Sure. And um, Hermes Herm- Conrad is bureaucrat grade 36, which is the 36th highest grade there is. I mean, you know, it's not the highest, but it's yeah, not bad. Mm-hmm. He's doing a good job. And it's also represented by, for the first time, all series by a little badge on his uh, lapel mm-hmm. that just has the number 36 on it. So that's how you know he's a bureaucrat grade 36. Exactly. And you and you have that seems to be issued by all the uh by the central bureaucracy which I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit because as you can see it's on all the bureaucrats lapels. So after he goes through this cycle of bureaucracy, he gets a little message that comes down through a pneumatic tube in his office in a canister that uh said and he he's like oh it, it's i got a letter from the central bureaucracy and then he opens it up and it says you are about to receive a letter from the central bureaucracy and then another canister comes flying down the pneumatic tube and he opens it up and he's somehow surprised it's from the central <laughs> bureaucracy uh which is i think i think the warning then is useful then because uh, it, <laughs> it's <laughs> i can't it's so you should know when you're warned, but that that mid-second break in his mind decided to let him be surprised about that. Yep, yeah, uh, put a pin in that one because uh, I'll be returning to that idea. But for now, we find out that there's going to be an inspection tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody's going to be coming from the central bureaucracy to inspect his office. Mm-hmm. And he's pretty excited about it. He's actually very excited about it. Meanwhile, Leela informs everybody that she is going to be doing a poker night with the guys from her last job at the cryogenics lab. Mm-hmm. And she's asking everybody if they want to play. And Bender's non-committal. Like, I usually only play with chumps. But fries in. And then Bender immediately accepts. Zoidberg uh, is just desperate for attention. So he's, he's like, whatever you guys are doing tonight, I'm in. Leela informs him it's poker. And he says, it doesn't matter what we play. Just let the dice do the talking. <laughs> I I 
See, this, th- these are the reasons I'm Team Zoidberg, even though apparently not very many people are. You, you have been getting crushed in the amount of emails and tweets we've been receiving that point out, hashtag Team Bender. I think that's the loud minority. Please, silent majority, come tweet at Back to Futurama with hashtag Team Zoidberg. I should edit in literal crickets into that <laughs> right there. Jerk. <laughs> You're, you're, oh man i love how you're coming up with like bits on like dunking on me because you're an editor of this stupid thing hey that's uh if i'm if i have to edit it i get to dunk on you all the time all right no i won't actually do that hermes is invited but he informs everybody that he's not gonna uh stay up late tonight mm-hmm. he's gonna go home and he's gonna relax the traditional jamaican way ah with a warm glass of milk and a good night's sleep. Oh, that seems reasonable. <laughs> Fry is like Jamaican. I thought you were some sort <laughs> of outer space potato man. Boy, howdy that uh, that that <laughs> intelligence you have there, Fry. Ooh, I just like the phrase "outer space potato man." It's true. All it does is remind me of uh, uh, Doctor Who with the Santarans because they are literally like shaped like potatoes. I've never actually watched Doctor Who. Oh, I see we're getting into this now. Um, it's good. I mean, I, I, I'm, I, I've been broken by you, Ben, by not seeing Doctor Who. It's very good. It's such a very good thing. Think about all of our friends. Each very one of this, as soon as they listen to this, is going to be very sad. Very sad. Think about, think about our listeners. They're very sad for you. Because I'm sure there are people out in our fandom that have seen it, and they love it because it's amazing. If I have made you sad, please tweet at Back to Futurama. <laughs> Let me know how sad I have made you on a scale of one to ten. Hashtag, how dare you, Ben? Hashtag, Doctor Who. Hashtag, Back to the Futurama. <laughs> Hashtag, shut up, Mike, because we got this podcast to do. Eh, okay, or, or just all so, hashtags, right? Anyways, it cuts to the the poker game um, and all of the the co-workers from the cryogenics lab are sure. showing up when, when the when lila's old boss shows up she fi- he fires her because she's a, a year late for work also doesn't the guy come in and he's still like uh still like welcome to the like yeah, yeah. he's like let the games begin right i couldn't remember what he said but he's sure. still he, always with the dramatics I, I i really liked uh I, so it's not something i liked it's just very interesting because the whole discussion in the first episode was that they They'd be fired into the sun if they didn't do their jobs, but correct. But Leela like literally is confronted by her old boss firing her for not showing up to work. And I find that interesting. The whole being fired out of a cannon into the sun thing is um they didn't really stick to that continuity they very did, well. They very much did not. I, in fact, I I I th- somehow because of it, I'm like mentally retconning it to change it into that was a joke okay like in universe joke and that's a messed up joke but okay i mean other than that it's just the writers dropped it which is fine just no i mean that's futurama is a very uh, show that is very good at maintaining a lot of internal consistency See, exactly but it's like how we talk about with the star trek thing where they they didn't they obviously hadn't planned on that future episode of star trek that we'll get to at some point Mm -hmm. they hadn't planned that out yet so there is a little bit of retconning involved here and there but for the most part it's a pretty consistent show yeah i just i I just figured that was worth pointing out um especially since i don't think anybody has come up with being fired since the first episode i'm probably wrong on that maybe i can't think of any off the top of my head we do get multi multiple firings in this episode (laughs) That we do. The uh, poker night commences and everybody's hanging out, um, playing cards. And Bender puts on his lucky shades. And uh, yeah, they're x-ray specs. Yeah. They're, I mean, he, they're totally x-ray he, specs. He lies. And, well, he, he may not lie, but he definitely says he stole them off some lucky guy when his lucky seeing eye dog was taking a whiz. Which is, I mean, either, either a very believable story for Bender or like I mean, a, I believe a it. very mean thing to do. But they're also X-ray specs. How how much X-ray specs do you think a 
a guy, uh, a lucky guy with a with a lucky seeing eye dog need. Probably not a whole lot. So, Zoidberg also points out that he can't spell anything with the cards that he has been dealt. Um, it 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 instantly does one of those kind of like film like time passes and like fades into the later, and he is like sands his his doctor's jacket and his stethoscope. And uh, who should be wearing them but Bender? It looks like Bender's taking everybody's money. I just love the visual of Bender in Dr. Zoidberg's lab coat and the stethoscope and then the lucky shades and his little um, it, uh, poker visor that popped out of his head when they started playing poker. Um, <laughs> it's a very it's a very good image. It is very good, especially because they they were they took pains for it to look like it's far too big for Bender. Mm-hmm. It's very good. Uh, yeah, Bender's cleaning up because, again, he's got these x-ray specs. He he wins a hand and... And and Leela's boss is like, how am I going to tell my wife? And Bender says, I'd be more worried about that tapeworm going to town on your intestine. Which uh, tips everybody off to the fact that something is not above board because I don't know about you, but I can't see, somebody's, uh, see somebody in real life without x-ray specs and see, oh, you definitely have a tapeworm. You can't. Oh, am I the mutant? Am am I the non X man? Oh my god, am I am I a normie? You are a normie. No. Why? That was the least dramatic no I've ever seen. I didn't want to yell. You're you live in an apartment. I didn't want to yell. I did. You live in a nice apartment. I don't want to ruin your neighbors. You don't want to ruin my neighbors. <laughs> D- day. Okay. <laughs> Uh, oh man getting back to the brass tacks of me not being able to say words so yeah they they ask bender to see the the lucky shades that he has and uh turns out they're x-ray specs which bender claims he needs in order to read stuff on the other side of stuff (laughs) i mean it's true he can't do that normally and oddly enough zoidberg is just like hey don't hurt him he's my best (laughs) friend even though he literally (laughs) won the clothes off of his back and then bender shoves him over and runs and then they all chase him into hermy's office and just start beating the tar out of him i mean they stole he stole their money i mean like i wouldn't do it but not a not a not an unreasonable situation just a point of clarification he didn't steal anything he conned them out of their money with the use of x-ray specs during a poker game there is a small difference but a difference nonetheless small sir small and significant i get it that's what she said (laughs) (laughs) i just walked into that one didn't i i do want to say to you ben good job in fact, great job. I don't usually... <laughs> D- don't usually? Well, I hadn't usually, but spending all of our time hanging out uh, with uh, you and your wife, your wife does do a lot of that's what she said. Yeah, my wife My wife is uh, the queen of that's what she said. But yeah, back to the point, they beat him up quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Hermes comes in the next day. He he takes the sign from closed to opening soon to open. Despite the fact that it's only got two, two sides. sides. Uh one of my favorite Futurama. It's such a great like visual gag uh-huh. that doesn't that breaks the kind of like world like doesn't break the world, but like breaks your understanding of what sides are supposed to be on a sign. It's very good. Uh-huh. And he uh he opens up his office and it is just trash. Yeah, and he, he's coming in with a spring in his step. He's so excited about this this inspection and he opens it and it's just shattered. And Bender is there, some of his limbs are torn off. Uh and he says, uh it was ghosts, big ones, and a tornado. Believable. Especially the Especially yeah, the inside tornado. Ghost NATO. Ghost NATO. Mm-hmm. Oh crap, we've given somebody a good idea. Or a no, bad we've idea? we've given sci-fi a bad idea that they probably already had. Should we try to sue them and try to get that money? Uh, so so Hermes is kind of, you know, taken aback and doesn't know what to do. And Fry tries to console him like, oh, we'll help you. We'll, we'll watch you clean up. <laughs> Which is the best consolation ever. Just like, hey, sorry, your life is ruined. 
I'll watch it clean up. Yeah, it's very, very selfish and bad and very good. And Hermes responds it's, that it's it's not going to do any good. My inspector will be here in one second. And then a second later, the inspector walks in. Dun, dun, dun. And again, he's like, who the hell are you? Yeah, I, well, <laughs> you're right. Holy crap. I didn't know. Like this weird like mental break. As soon as he says something, he immediately forgets uh-huh. everything. It's very, I didn't even notice that, but it's so perfect. I told you to put a pin in it. I did put a pin in it. And now I'm glad I did. Uh, it's Morgan Proctor, bureaucrat grade 19. Ooh, a grade 19. That's the 19th highest grade there is. They uh, pull out some clipboards and stamp some files and then exchange the clipboards and then stamp those files. And then Morgan says, that's enough friendly banter. <laughs> Which, uh, there are, <laughs> this episode, man, there oh, are so many things so many that I love about it. About this. Um, so Hermes kind of ushers her into his his office, and he and Fry's like, "How are you so calm?" And and Hermes says, "I have a plan." Then it cuts to him on top of the Planet Express building, and he is about to jump. Uh, Bender, before so you can t- definitely tell here that there's like a it's cutting into a commercial break. Uh, Bender tells him to do a flip. I'm a Bender fan, and even that's a little. Uh, it's beyond the pale. Just a little bit. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Hermes' wife shows up and uh, uh, asks him not to do it. Sure. The professor is very in, very worried about that healthy liver. He wants Hermes to kill himself a different way that won't damage the organs because some people need those organs. Exactly. Morgan shows up and informs him that if he fails to file a uh, death or falling accident permit, mm-hmm. he will be posthumously demoted. And he's like, well, either way, I'm getting a demotion. So they managed to talk him down. <laughs> In the most amazing <laughs> way possible. It doesn't matter what you do. You're going to get demoted anyway. And uh, then they, they bring him inside. And he's... he's shivering? Shivering. He's, he's, they put a blanket over his shoulders. And he's clutching a file folder. <laughs> because that's apparently the thing that just calms him down. I mean, have you... Y- you you watch this episode. It totally calms him down. Oh yeah, it's absolutely true. Um, and usually when he's he's always like, oh, like sweet cow of Moscow, or like you yeah. know, he's sweet sugarcane of something or sweet something. Yeah, yeah, he does a couple about uh, green snake, um, uh, Sh- green snake and a sugarcane or something like that. But that's not. But he does like s- sweet, right? Rhyme of rhyme. And we just don't have any. So he says, sweet something of some place. Mm-hmm. So he's very clearly rattled. Morgan puts him on paid vacation. Oh, right, right. The ultimate penalty. The ultimate penalty, paid vacation. Um, and then, yeah, Zoidberg says, you could try relaxing by going to Spa 5. It's a sauna planet. Mm-hmm. Um, it he, sounds good. He doesn't know anything about it, but they give him a bucket of krill for everyone that he sends there. That's a very interesting advertising opportunity. Regardless, they decide to go. Um, sure. So they're going to relax and Zoidberg gets to eat. Hooray. Uh, Morgan ex- assigns herself to be the acting bureaucrat of Planet Express. She accepts. Oh, I was just looking through my notes and we for- I forgot to mention that when he was going to jump, he does point out that uh, he's not a good bureaucrat because he's only anal 78.36% of the time. Yeah, it's just not enough. It's not enough. It's just not. You got you got to be anal way more than that. More like ninety five point seven nine percent. Anyways, Morgan starts uh, starts the job, and uh, she, she's much sterner. She is a she is a real hard ass. Um, she it's true. is asking why the last mission took twice as long as it it was scheduled to. Um, Fry got his head stuck in a crater, as you do, and. Uh, the whole time Bender was in a drinking contest with the autopilot and uh, he would have had him, but they ran out of olives. Which Leela gets uh, yelled at because why would you leave without a full complement of olives? Uh-huh. Which is so very good. Not I, yelling at Bender, yelling at Leela. I mean, if I had a spaceship... I would definitely maintain a well-stocked bar. Even though I'm not a martini drinker myself, mm-hmm. you never know when someone on board will like the martini, and thus you need to have olives. 
enough for a contest? Yes. I am I am excited about the SSS bin drinking. Also, I just realized how gross is a martini drinking contest. It's bad. Like, I wouldn't want to do that. Yeah, I don't want to do a lot of drinking contests, to be 100% honest with you. Perhaps this is us showing our age a little bit. For a note for the listener, we are not college-aged. Now, hold on. I would absolutely get involved in a lot of drinking contests. Okay. Like? Okay, I wouldn't get involved in any drinking contests. Okay. Dang it, I'm old. That's the best punchline you could have figured out for that se- that segment. So Ben's drinking corner. <laughs> my drinking corner now is just a dark, comfy corner over in the side of the room where nobody bugs me and I can drink my whiskey in peace. That's exactly what I like, except for beer. That's a, that's a personal thing. You have whiskey, I have beer. We're both happy. We're the original odd couple. <laughs> do 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 do. Yeah, Morgan's a real hard ass, and Leela says, well, what is this, high school? And Morgan ins- uh, Morgan says, locker check. <laughs> <laughs> and then they, they inspect the crew lockers. Um, Leela gets in trouble because her jacket's not in alphabetical <laughs> order. The zipper should be at the bottom. <laughs> of course. Of course. Bender, uh, she opens up bender's locker and there is just a little um nut yeah like nuts and bolts nut Mm -hmm. just in his locker and she looks at him and he says like wordlessly sometimes a guy gets lonely and then she shakes her head (laughs) and puts it back down and closes the locker (laughs) it's very very actually i have a lot of questions but none that i really want answers for but it's funny. Well, that's good because this podcast is rated PG. Um, we'll talk about it later. Oh. She opens up Fry's Locker and beer cans and uh, just all sorts of garbage just falls out. Flies are flying around because everything just gross. I-, I know this is very important. There is a hat with yogurt in it. And, uh, well, Fry can explain because, uh, well, it used to be milk and... Time makes fools of us all. <laughs> Such a great line. What? Because, oh, man. I so mean, it, it explains the yogurt, but I just have more questions. Exactly, right? It just, your answer gives us... Why would you put, why would you put milk in a cap? I, 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 it's, in a, like a ball cap. In your locker, in the middle of your workplace. There's so many problems. This is causing me to yell so loud I'm going to ruin my neighbors. So. (laughs) Oh, God. Um, But no, seriously, why would you put. If you have any ideas as to why you would put milk in a ball cap. Please tweet it to us at Back to Futurama. My only thought is that he was running a scientific experiment. Now. I have no context for what scientific experiment he would do because he's fry. No, so I have a gross story about this. Let's do it. So when I was growing up, uh, my brother liked to do a lot of uh, what he considered scientific experiments. They weren't really that scientific, but he always he considered like himself a, a young scientist. And so one day he filled this... Um, like, you know, uh, like the Sobe teas, like oh, they sure, come yeah. in that, that kind of thick, but not super thick glass bottle. Sure, sure. He filled it with a bunch of stuff, uh, just all sorts of random liquids, um, including milk. Oh, boy. Including milk. Including milk. And then he let it sit there in his room. And one day we're all sitting downstairs in the living room and we hear this loud noise oh no and the bottle exploded oh no because he had put the milk in it and his room smelled like spoiled milk for about three weeks oh that's awful that's just terrible oh. so yes time does make fools of us all <laughs> that was that's a good way to end that story also that i guess that equates your brother with fry a little bit? That explains a lot. So, 
anyways, <laughs> um, yeah, she she is very disgusted by this locker understandably so Mm -hmm. and she has everybody else leave the room so she can talk to fry and then the moment they're all out of the room and she 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 locks the door she secures the door yeah and then she just starts making out with him because she's so turned on by how dirty fry is i mean when i see spoiled yogurt in a baseball cap i too get very randy I, the first thing I I think of is, boy, it's time it's time to to go do that in the world. No, that, yeah, same. I'm just no, it's no I can't even. No, no, I, yeah, yeah. And then she also points out that if anybody asks about it, she will deny it. Which Fry says, just like every other girl I've dated. <laughs> that says a lot about Fry. Uh, we we get a brief cut over to what's going on over on Spa Five. Um, it turns out it's a forced labor camp and they're all just mining uh rock or ore out of a mine Mm -hmm. and um they end up talking to this uh uh, they end up um, talking to this other patient of dr zoidberg's yeah an australian man an australian man uh who just says i don't know why i go to him and then um camp counselor wink shoots a laser gun at them and says i don't miss twice campers and everybody and it's like super upbeat like she's still really trying to sell this like oh yeah it's totally this like resort spa sure but and then everybody is going in hyperdrive because they don't want to get shot yeah reasonable meanwhile back at planet express leela is demoted to co-pilot under the autopilot that drunk Bender gets put in charge of coordinating the professor's bodily functions. The professor points out it's a full-time job. I don't... I do not want that job. I don't want to even think about that job. The fact that that is a job, apparently. And Fry gets a promotion. To executive delivery boy. No longer going on deliveries and having an office next to Morgan's. They are all kind of hanging out in Fry's office, Mm -hmm. his new office. Um, After they adjourn the meeting because... He fi- uh, Fry, if Bender is forced by Morgan to give Fry a, a, a high five and on the down low. Because some, everyone was leaving him hanging and so the meeting couldn't end until mm-hmm. that. Yeah, it's I, very I, impor- I get it. I, this is how I end all of my meetings. But yeah, they're, they're complaining about what's going on um, because everybody but Fry is pretty unhappy right now. Sure. Bender comes in after walking the professor. <laughs> and... Uh, Tells a story about stealing a purse and hitting a woman with it, basically. Because she accused him of stealing this purse that he just found. And so he threw the professor at her. Um, but then she kept coming, so she, he had to hit her with this purse he found. And, yeah, he just starts complaining about Morgan. And Leela's like, like shh, just like, you know. And he's like, what, is she behind me? And then no, he's like, no, I'm in front of you. <laughs> Which is another great visual gag. It's so good. So many good visual this, uh, gags in this episode. This, this episode has a good number of them, and it's very enjoyable to me. It cuts to that night at the Robot Arms apartments. Mm-hmm. Morgan shows up because a, a raccoon knocked over a trash can, and she thought of Fry. Because, of course. And then uh, she scopes out his uh, bachelor pad, which, um, for the Ooh, first yeah. time ever, I actually paused it, and I took some time to note just what is in the living Ooh, room. This is exciting. Um, I'm excited to some, see this. Some highlights are uh, there is a pair of underpants hanging from a dart that was thrown at the wall. Um, Ooh. Uh, there are what appear to be like saucepans stuck to the wall uh, with like food. Um, Gross. There is uh, milk maybe on a speaker just sitting what? there. I ha- What is with fry and milk? I don't, I don't know. Um, there is a pizza box on the coffee table. Um, pretty standard. There's a, a pyramid in the window, that's, um, as well as that's some sort awesome. of like cardboard cutout of something. But you only see the back of it, so I'm like, um, what is that? What is? Hmm. hmm. Very curious. Very. Uh, and there's also an owl caught in a rather large spider web up in the corner. That just reinforces how owls are the new pests. Mm-hmm. Uh, they go into the bedroom where uh, he's got a table, and uh, 
She says, this is where you eat. And then he pulls the thing off and it's actually his bed. And he says, and sleep. And he has a carton of milk on that ta- table bed. Fry loves milk. And this then, is the revelation that we're having right now. <laughs> why? Why always but, the milk? But is also, but is also careless about it because he pulls out the he pulls off the tablecloth and the milk starts spilling to the like. He's gonna have some yogurt real soon. He's gonna have some yogurt. and It's very disgusting. It's mm-hmm. right next to where he sleeps mm-hmm. and eats. It smells bad and will be bad. But and this is concerning me on a deep level. And like Morgan does, apparently, when she sees spoiling milk, she just gets real randy all over again, Mm -hmm. and uh, they just start having sex. Yeah. Fry asks, what about Bender? It's his apartment, too. Morgan says. She had him, she had Bender clean out the professor's earwax, so he'll be busy for hours. Uh, Just then, it cuts to the hallway where Bender is holding a, 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 a candle of some wax it's a little misshapen and comes in the door and he literally says hey i made you this candle out of uh which uh before we cut to that i definitely prefer my gray flannel candle as weird as it is no i i'm with you i do not want that <laughs> candle that is discussed in this episode and i so, i also did not realize we were this is a sequel to last week's episode candle cast 2 electric boogaloo <laughs> so the yeah, uh, Bender sees what's going on, and the, his eyes pop out of his head, and uh, he he gets into a loop of now I see, now it's clear, the cat's out of the bag now. Like, I once was blind, but now I see. <laughs> and Freisler like, wait, come back, he's stuck in a loop. Um, <laughs> so yeah, she kind she kind of flees and. And the next morning, they uh, Morgan and Fry and Bender are all in in the bureaucratic office, and uh, Morgan is trying to play it off as a misunderstanding. <laughs> and yet another great line: Bender is like, "Oh, you didn't understand? Let me explain. You were having sex with you." It's very, <laughs> it's good. Morgan points out that uh, it's it's not. Oh, this can't get out because she's not allowed to fraternize. Sure. Uh, And so Bender says, well, I have to tell everybody because it's a forbidden fruit angle. Everybody loves it. And he starts going on about how he's going to tell everybody because he's going to be this awesome guy for spreading gossip. Like it's it's all about Bender. Oh, it's in this. Isn't it always all about Bender? Yes. So he's he's like he's saying like everybody will be like, oh, Bender, who who saw and Bender, he'd say, just like, lovable old Bender. And yeah, she's got some device in the back of Bender's head that is extracting out his brain, which she then pulls out a floppy disk. Because apparently Bender's brain is less than or equal to 1.44 megabytes. I'm kind of shocked by that, personally. Unless they've figured out how to make floppy disks way, way better at capacity. Could be a zip disk. Mm. Probably is not. (laughs) The look Mike just gave me was the most shade ever thrown at zip disk. (laughs) Um, Well, I'm glad to take that throne. The gauntlet is thrown. Come at us, zip disk. Well, um, I also look forward to getting my plaque for the Guinness World Records of most shade thrown at a zip disk. (laughs) Um, I, I just want to say at this moment, I would like to thank all of you for, for, for helping me on this journey. I could not have done it with any, without any of the, of you, everybody was very helpful and, um, I, I can hear the music. It's playing me off, but I just, I love you all. Most shade thrown is zip disc. <laughs> it's brilliant. Um, <laughs> is it though? Yes. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, after she pulls out this, probably not a zip disc out the back of Bender's head, uh, she puts it in one of those uh, containers and canisters, puts yeah. the canisters and puts it in the pneumatic tube and then mm. off it goes. And she points out that she sent it to the central bureaucracy so it'll never be found again. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, Bender is just like... I am Bender. Please insert Girder. Very monotonous. Very not, you know, not, not very energetic. Not the Bender we know and 
Ben loves. Ben loves. And like 95% of our fans on uh, Twitter and uh, email and Facebook and everyone around the planet uh, <laughs> is coming together in this moment to mourn the loss of our great friend, Bender Are Bending you, Rodriguez. Is everybody holding hands and singing about Bender in this moment? Then it uh, we get another brief glimpse back over to Spa 5 where Hermes is pointing out that uh, it is criminally inefficient that the mining carts are coming back empty because they could increase efficiency by 4% if they use the empty carts to bring in heavy mining machinery. Uh, to which the uh, the Australian man is like, no, pushing these empty carts is the closest I get to sleep. And this, uh, again, in quotes, camp counselor mm-hmm. uh, just drops this giant drill <laughs> into this empty cart. And he's like, hey, man, that's great. You should be a bureaucrat or something. And the music swells and it looks like Hermes got is prideful again. And it's and it's just an interesting moment. Meanwhile, the Planet Express crew goes to the central bureaucracy. Uh, because Fry's come clean to them. At, at, he's like, we have to go get the disc. And they all say, yeah. And then Amy says, why? And then there's silence. And Leela then says, those arguments aside, we're, we're still going. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the central bureaucracy is this giant gray cube. Uh, of a building, yeah. That... Um, the central bureaucracy uh, established 2156 AD, license pending. <laughs> I didn't catch that. It's very good. Oh, yes. Uh, there's Enjoyable. a giant line outside. Mm-hmm. Um, then it's talking to this really old guy in line who is still waiting on his birth certificate. And his beard is to his feet, and it's all just white hair. And, and the line backs up. And he's like, oh, somebody had a baby. Uh, Leela says, screw this, and plays off Bender as a delivery, and they get in that way. So they're adventuring through the central bureaucracy, which is just this giant place filled with like filing cabinets and mm-hmm. boxes and just dozens of those pneumatic tube systems all oh. over the ceiling. Oh, so many. So many pneumatic and just tubes. The, the canisters going all over the place. Mm-hmm. They, uh, as they enter, they, somebody says, watch out. And uh, he's like, I'm going to crash my slow-mobile. And it's this, it's this like, hover... Um, like a hover... Scooter. Scooter that's just going so slow. Super slow. And he, he had to swerve to miss them. And uh, they ask him where the the master in-pile is. Yeah, they... Uh, it, well, they ask, uh, uh, while you're crashing... <laughs> yes. <laughs> while you're crashing... Can you direct us to the central in pile? Um, they give it, he gives. Oh, he some. says uh, that's in. He says that's in central filing. So they're like, oh, thanks. And then he he crashes into this pile of empty cardboard boxes, and they just kind of go, boom. And it's very small and very satisfying as a payoff to that that sequence. They ask a random guy uh, where central filing is, and he says, oh, of course I know where central filing is. I'm a grade 20. They say, well, where is it? He's like, I can't tell you that. What do I look like? A grade 16? Hilarious. I love those bureaucratic jokes. I, for a while, worked uh, tech support for a... Uh, I was a contractor, but I worked for uh, the the feds. And um, dun, dun. that makes it sound a lot more... <laughs> a lot cooler. A lot cooler than what my job actually was. Um, but... Uh, a coworker and I always used to uh, try to figure out what level of bureaucrat we were. Mm-hmm. Um, as a you know help desk for uh, a federal agency, like we placed ourselves pretty low. We're probably sure. in the sixties or something. Okay. But it was a fun and demoralizing and ultimately depressing game to play. Well, I'm sure glad I heard this story, and and I'm excited that you had a way to depress yourself while working there. I didn't need them. So there's also a great bit where they are going through this. Uh, it looks almost like a, a dark, misty cave. Sure. And there is a beholder. I, yeah, this is after Leela puts her like low jackometer into one of oh, the yeah. pipes. Yeah. One of the, one of the two uh, canisters and sends it through and they start chasing after it. 
Um, but yeah, so it's it's a beholder of Dungeons and Dragons fame, and it is it is kind of hovering there and sleeping, mm-hmm. and uh, they're all kind of they all kind of go to the side and try not to wake it up. And poor yeah. brainless Bender just kind of stumbles into it. Yeah, and it wakes up and lasers shoot out of all of its eyes, and then it turns around and it's got a little badge that says he's a bureaucrat grade eleven, and uh, he says, "Please don't tell my boss I was sleeping." <laughs> now my question, okay, what? What does a uh, what does a beholder do at the central bureaucracy? That'd be a freaking grade eleven. He's just a very good bureaucrat. I mean, anybody can be a bureaucrat. Doesn't matter your gender, race, you know, species. As long as you filled out origin, the, the proper paperwork, you have to fill out the proper paperwork. I just, all matters. I just want to know. There's so, there's something very like inclusive about the bureaucracy. It doesn't matter where you're from. If you fill out the paperwork, you're fine. I just want to know what he does. That's all. I mean, he's a bureaucrat. I mean, every the but bureaucrats. He's a grade eleven bureaucrat. Well, I don't That's know what's pretty a, high up there. It's very high up there, but I don't know what the grade eleven does. It's the eleventh highest grade that there is. It's true. Well, I mean, <laughs> we don't we don't really know much about other grades, and we we don't even know much about Hermes's grade thirty six. It's true. Yeah, they after the beholder, they managed to get to the central in uh, uh, the uh, master central, pile mm-hmm. in central filing. They they plan on grabbing his disc and running out. But it's this massive stories high, massive pile, like probably bigger than most buildings. Yeah, probably uh, I don't know, maybe five, six, seven stories high. I oh mean, yeah, it's pretty tall. And then it pans up, and there's just hundreds of filing cabinets with planes flying inside. Yeah, it is gigantic. Um, and Morgan shows up because she had assumed that they would have gone to the central bureaucracy, and she was right, and so she had gone to the central bureaucracy. Instead of going through proper procedure. She says, good luck finding the disc with Bender's brain on it. It would take some sort of giant mechanical atomic-powered sorting machine to find it. And then Hermes says, you rang... And turns around in this giant a chair. A giant chair. Giant couch thing. It's big enough for him and La Barbara yeah. to be sitting on it. And it turns out that reorganizing the spa uh, rejuvenated Hermes' love of bureaucracy. And he got the place running so smoothly that it is now run entirely by a single Australian man. That poor man. He goes to Zoidberg for, for <laughs> his medical care. He goes to, first off, he goes to Zoidberg for his medical care and then gets sent to Spas 5 and now he's doing all the work. 100% of the work. I mean, I you, you, but you got to take your hat off for Hermes and how efficient it got. This like biplane flies in, uh, but it's also a desk. Mm-hmm. A, bi- a biplane desk. That's what I've asked from my company. They won't, they won't do it. Well, I mean, you got to be pretty high up there because on the front, it's true. It says that uh, there's a like a badge that says 1.0. It's true. You, you have to be CEO to have that. I have gotten a slow mobile though, which is pretty cool. Nice. Yeah. So, I haven't crashed it yet. I'm hoping I don't. Uh, watch out for any interlopers coming in and, and disrupting yeah, things. I don't want to get demoted. 1.0 flies down on his biplane desk, uh, and he says, "Request for explanation of incident meaning." <laughs> Hermes requests an emergency sort and file under regulation, and he starts citing a regulation. Uh And 1.0 says, "Ah, ah, ah, don't quote me regulations. I co-chaired the committee that reviewed the recommendation to revise the color of the book that regulation is in. They kept it gray. (laughs) The the way, I mean, I I gave a pretty good line read of it myself. But the fact that it's just so, like, consequential is so amazing to me. And again, like having peered into the the belly of bureaucracy, it's it's true. Like committees to to talk about what color a regulation book is in, it happens. Oh, I'm sure it does. I just I just love the how grave the importance of the book's color is to this bureaucrat 1.0. 1.0 says that he can do this, but uh, he uh, will be fired on the spot. I think that's what he says. Something about his his bureaucratic license will be revoked. Yes, yes, that's that's it. His bureaucratic license will be revoked if he fails to sort the master pile by closing time, one p.m. 
boy, howdy, if that's not the truest joke of all time, I don't know what is. So, Uh, And it turns out that 1 p.m. is in four minutes. Yep. So he has four minutes to sort this pile of canisters, like we said, maybe anywhere from about four to seven stories tall. Yeah. Um, Hermes uh, says, requisition me a beat. And 1.0 pulls out this little, like device and uh, a like jamaican um beat <laughs> starts up hey i mean you you know what that what they enjoy and the, he 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 did it in the right way hermes starts this musical number about a great uh, i'm i'm sorry it's very good song it's a, it's, it's actually a pretty good song it's catchy um, and it's, it's the lyrics are nice it's and good i don't i don't really have anything to add um yeah just that it was very good the um i do i well i will just say that i love the line when he says when push comes to shove you got to do what you love even if it's not a good idea even if it's not a good idea yeah honestly i don't i couldn't do any any part of that song justice uh to be honest so i'm not yeah. even going to try just if you watched it you know it's it's pretty good the very last thing that he does is he he gets the canister with um bender's brain in it and he pops the disc out and throws it over it at the back of Bender's head. And it goes in perfectly. And Bender says, I'm Bender, baby. Please insert liquor. And everybody cheers. But uh, Hermes is demoted for uh, t- down to grade 38 for finishing two seconds early because a good bureaucrat never finishes early. I, I can't even with that. It's just so good. It's all so good, Ben. Hermes says that while he was doing this master sort, uh, this emergency sort and mm-hmm. file, uh, he found Form B, notification of romantic entanglement, and shoves it in Morgan's face. Uh, Fry assumes it's about him. Turns out it was actually about her prom date in high school. It was a regulation date that ended in regulation <laughs> disappointment. I love that line. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Um, but... The problem with it is she only stamped it four times. What? She says, no, I was young and reckless. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this episode is just um, full of good lines. And um, that's when uh, 1.0 takes a look at it and he says, uh, you are technically correct. The best kind of correct. That's not a line that we use all the freaking time. Uh huh. We've got pretty much our whole friend group saying it now, which I love. It's fantastic. I don't even know if some of the friend group has seen this episode of. Futurama. Oh no, my girlfriend definitely hasn't seen this one yet, and she says it all the time, and it's, it's great, so and good. I love it, and it's so very good. And uh, so then 1.0 says, "Guards, bring me the forms I need to fill out to have her taken away," and then he flies <laughs> off. So Hermes gets his job back at Planet Express. At severely reduced pay. Of course. And And then he says, in fact, severely reduced pay for all. Well, because uh, Fry asks if he can come back at severely reduced pay because uh, we neglected the part where Morgan fires him when when she runs into them at... at Well, it's after the sort and file, but before the... Right, right. We skipped over that part. Yeah. But yeah, so uh, then Hermes is like, in fact, severely reduced pay all around. And then Hermes and the Barbara ride off on a slowmobile. Very romantic. Mm-hmm. Um, and Zoiberg determines it's time for his song, so he starts his song. When there was, t- when I was two, there was a tidal wave, and then it cuts to credits, and he's like, "Oh." Mm-hmm. And uh, it just ends there, which means it is time for grades. This is possibly my favorite episode. Okay, uh, certainly the, my favorite episode that we've talked about so far. I mean, I'm just going to go ahead and give it an A+. I think it's possibly, it's it's there at the top of Futurama episodes. It's It's got a ton of great jokes. It's got a, a ton of great gags, visual gags. It's got a catchy song that, and, and it, you know, it, I just, it may not have the kind of like emotional impact that a lot of good Futurama episodes have, but it's just, it's funny. It's clever. It, it it repurpose it kind of like puts Hermes it gives Hermes more of a you know personality other than just Jamaican like he, he he's or a, outer space potato man or outer space potato man uh he 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 is a bureaucrat he, he you know he loves to do that kind of stuff even if he's not paid like it's just very it's 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 very good by my 
perspective, I, I enjoy it every time it comes on. I I don't think I can give it anything less than an A+. Plus. I think it's just fantastic. Um, I'm just going to say it. Also, A+. Plus. Like, hands down, the best episode of season two. One of the best episodes of the entire series. Um, like you said, you've got the visual gags. You've got a lot of good Hermes moments, which up until this point, you don't get a whole lot of. True. Uh, you do get that song. You get just tons of great jokes. You get... Uh, the whole idea of the central bureaucracy and just really like they took that joke and they ran with it and it works. This whole episode is just joke after joke after joke. That is just brilliant um, of of the whole bureaucracy thing. In, in fact, it's even the flip side of last week's episode where it was all about age and it just kind of like got old like this episode. Just I think the difference here for me, at least, is that they keep building on it. Whereas in that last week's episode, it was just like the professor is old this week they're like hey up until this point we haven't talked at all about the central bureaucracy and then at the very start of the episode it's like hey check this out he's hermes conrad bureaucrat grade 37 and then like it just ups the ante repeatedly all throughout the episode until you've got the the boss man flying in on a desk (laughs) and biplane desk saying that he he co-chaired the committee for uh, to revise uh, to review the recommendation for revising the color that <laughs> like i can't even say these words it's, it's so it's good. so good and it just builds on top of it so much it is a such a great episode i love it start to finish it is damn near a perfect episode um a plus no question about it i i again like i think we're both on the same page uh and i don't know if there's anything else to say about it it's 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 just good all around so very good fantastic episode of course we still want to hear what you have to say about this episode so do you agree that this is one of the best episodes of all time if so you can always get in contact with us um you can always email us at back to the futurama podcast at gmail.com you can tweet at us at back to futurama and you can find us on facebook at facebook.com slash back to futurama And as always, rate and subscribe on iTunes. It helps us move up the charts and have uh, more of a community and discussion about these episodes that we do. Yeah, and we do really love the the interaction we get from you all, too. Like, when we get emails or just even tweets, like, uh, we're still just giddy about it. It, It's always a good time. So It's it's always great to see see that, you know, you're, you're willing to reach out to us and tell... And let us know what you think about the podcast and what you what you think about Futurama. It's always always a treat. And with that, until next time, I'm Ben. And I'm Mike. Goodbye, Goodbye from, from the world, world of tomorrow. tomorrow.